a big win that nearly wasn't, a trade that almost was, and a week that could be. We talk about all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thank you, as always, for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. Just as a reminder, you can find Locked on Wild on all of your favorite podcast platforms absolutely free of charge. On today's episode of Locked on Wild, we're joined by Alex Micheletti to recap a thrilling win for the Minnesota Wild against the Nashville Predators, a game that nearly could have been a loss. We'll also talk about 10 minutes of Ryan O'Reilly being a Minnesota Wild centerman. And we'll look ahead at uh, a tough week, but an opportunity for the Wild to keep rolling here after uh, starting to get their footing back with the month of February now moving towards the back end of the month. Today's episode of Locked on Wild is brought to you once again by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. My name is Seth Topol, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and it is a victory Micheletti Monday as Alex Micheletti joins us. And we talk about uh, a fun but tense win against the Nashville Predators uh, that really helped cap off a week in which we have seen the Wild start to get some positive momentum back. And it came after that crushing loss to the Colorado Avalanche, a game that by and large the Wilds had the better play, couldn't score, and they come back, they beat Dallas in a shootout, and now they pick up a win against the Nashville Predators. So things starting to look better, but it still is going to be a tough road because – as we talked about um, earlier today, Alex, um, on Twitter, this is going to come down all the way to the end of the season with all these teams battling for wild card spots. And so you may get a little separation now, but, man, this this is going to go down to the wire. Yeah, all it takes is one little slip-up, right? And then, you're, then you allow the, the teams right behind you to get, get right back with you. Um, so, um, you know, it's going to be intense with um, with the Flames right there. Um, you know, cause they're, they're neck and neck with the wild for that last play, you know, a wild card spot, but the wild are, are really close to Winnipeg now and, and Dallas and, you know, Colorado's starting to get more healthy. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's going to be crazy. I mean, you're going to need good goaltending and, you know, Augustafson uh, has really shown that. Um, and, um, you'll need flurry too. Cause he, Augustafson can't do it all by himself. Um, you don't want him to get hurt either. So, they're going to have to work in a tandem and you know it's going to it's going to come down to the to the wire just like you said and it's going to be intense it, you know um there's a ton of parity this this season it seems like um and also what's weird about that too is you have teams that are at the absolute bottom trying to get Bedard too um and so when you play those teams you absolutely cannot lose to them uh give them any hope like we 
like we talk about a lot. So yeah, it's just a, it's a why it's a you know pun intended no pun intended but why it's a wild mix right now. Yeah, it's it's not weird. It's wild. Yeah. Um, it's, and you know you look at this Nashville game and there are a couple of things to take from it with getting multiple five on five goals. You three. get you get one from Brandon Duhame, you get one from Kirill, you get one from Ryan Hartman. What it does is it does a couple of things. It doesn't force your power play to be as like it, it doesn't force you to have to rely on the power play as much. And yes, the Wild did have a power play goal, but uh that double minor for Nino that was dicey um, yeah. at that stretch. Yeah, I came back to haunt them a little bit, you know, because then, then of course, Nino gets, you know, gets gets one after. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this it was nerve wracking. Uh, you know, like we talked about before, too. Um, you know, you can't can't let Nashville even get a point there, and then you know, Ryan Hartman. You know, he apparently doesn't need a, a, a stick to score, you know, it's just like another one that bounces in off them, uh, but they'll take it. I mean, this team has really needed the puck, puck luck and it finally goes their way for once. Uh, it's, it was super nice to see. And, uh, you know, to finish off another central division opponent is, is, is huge. Um, and uh, yeah, Gus, Gusson hung on there. And, and the, the big part too is getting help for Kirill Kaprizov because Kirill has been, he's been carrying the team all season. He had that look to his game of, I'm going to do whatever it takes to come away with the win. But then you have guys like Brandon Duhame who chips in and was just, you know, having had, having a chance to watch the game in person and see all the things that the, uh, the cameras don't pick up. He was a, just a force and especially offensively being the first guy to the puck behind the predators net. He drew a penalty on one of those instances. He had a couple of shots on goal because of instances like that. And then he parks in front of the net to deflect the first goal in past UC Soros. And with a goalie like Soros, you can't rely. You can't rely on just like point blank shots, you got to come away with deflections, and I don't think it's any coincidence that the Wild had two goals that were deflected in, and they also had a redirect goal uh, from Jewel Eriksson Ek to Kirill Kaprizov. You get the goalie out of position. You have guys in front of the net that are ready to pounce. That's three goals right there, and that is a hundred percent the difference in the outcome for this one. Yeah, hundred percent. I, you know, I tweeted it out, um, you know, yesterday too, during the game, um, his, that entire line was buzzing. You know, Jordan Greenway, he showed more life than he, than he has all season. <laughs> um, yeah, was, yeah. Good, good for him. Uh, Freddie Goudreau was, was great too. Uh, he's been just playing, you know, phenomenal hockey for, for the wild here. Um, you know, he's been beaten, been key for the depth. Um, and, uh, you know, the shootout machine, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah, um, you know, UC Saros, um, you know, you mentioned it too. I mean, when he's on his game, he's, he's one of the best. Um, he's also one of the smallest goal. Um, you know, he is the smallest goalie in the NHL too. So, I mean, if you can get some rebounds off him or, you know, get him out of position, you know, that's, that's where he can let out, 
you know, a few in a row and then the wheels fall off for, for Nashville um, there. And uh, I mean, that second goal that Krill had was just absolutely phenomenal. Nobody's stopping that puck. Um, no. Yeah. Yeah. He, he had that look in his eye, like we're not losing this game to Nashville. Um, they were on a back to back end of a back to back. They had to travel. Um, so th- this is one they needed to win. And it, again, we, you and I always joke, but this is another game where they played another team on the back end of a back-to-back. It's just, you can't make it up. It's an interesting schedule this season. Well, and of all the teams that have been on the second night of a back-to-back against the Wild, Nashville was the one that showed it the most. Because how would you like to be UC Saros and your day starts with a breakaway and two shorthanded attempts right off the bat? Give me a break, yeah. (laughs) And it's even worse, the Nashville power play – I'm going to talk this to death just because it was so glaring to me being there. That first Nashville power play was infinitely worse than it looked on TV because on that Greenway breakaway attempt, you had the entire Nashville power play unit swung around to one side, and so he gets the puck on a turnover. There's nobody within even closing distance of him And thankfully for Nashville, Saros makes the save, but then on that same power play, you have Connor Dewar get loose, and he gets two shots on that. Like, that Nashville team was a disaster early in that game, and if not for UC Saros keeping a minute, that's 5-6-1 to probably at the end. Yeah, you know, hundred um, percent. We we see it a lot uh, when uh, you know, on those back to backs. Um, you know, teams just don't have any energy. Their legs are are you know tired, and um, you know, you know, like like you said, Saros, <laughs> he tried everything. He you know he tried, um, you know, but uh, you know the Wild, their pressure, you know, and then you have a superstar like Kirill, and uh, you know it's <laughs> it's it's tough, uh, you know. Roman Yossi can only do so much, you know, he can't, yeah. he can't, he can't, thank God he can't play the entire <laughs> 60 minutes because that guy is just a freaking nature. He's got a nine game point streak, uh, you know, going against the wild. It's just, you know, that's, that's the one thing you can't let him overtake a game. In the immortal words of Kevin Harlan, he is an assassin. And yes. he was able to slip one right underneath. It kind of caught, Gustafson in the ribs and went off of his left arm into the net. So one that maybe you'd like to, maybe you'd like your goalie to have that save. But at the end of the day, it's just a, that's just a tricky angle shot um, that, that's our, or that uh, Yossi was able to get in. And yeah, just, just a freak. Yeah. You tip your cap. (laughs) Unbelievable talent. Uh, and speaking of unbelievable talent, the Wild had one for about 10 minutes um, on Friday night's game as Ryan O'Reilly was traded to the Minnesota Wild and then traded to the Toronto Maple Leafs. You have players being sent left and right. You've got money being exchanged. Just total chaos. Dogs and cats living together. So we'll talk about the trade broker approach and Michael Russo and Joe Smith have talked about this at length. We got our first instance of the wild being brokers at the trade deadline. So we'll talk about that and what it could mean for the deadline approach going forward as we continue today's episode of locked on wild after this, our next partner has a product I use literally every day. 
I started taking AG1 because it helps you simplify your vitamin and supplement routine. All you have to do is take one delicious scoop of AG1 and you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. Best of all, it's lifestyle-friendly. So whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, AG1 is a small micro-habit with big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day to take great care of yourself. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, go check out the Locked on NHL podcast as we get closer to the trade deadline. Who's buying? Who's selling? Who's brokering? All of that available at Locked on NHL wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Sopal and Alex Micheletti continuing today's episode. Ryan O'Reilly, Wild Center for all of 10 minutes. It, uh, it still counts. He still was a member of the Wild. And basically the trade boils down to this. One of the approaches possible for the Wild at the deadline was to help teams facilitate trades in exchange for assets to broker deals for cap-strapped teams. And that is no different than what happened here. And Michael Russo knocked it out of the park with explaining and analyzing uh, what all happened for this trade. Not only did it allow the Wild to gain a pick back in return, a fourth-round pick in 2025, for taking on minimal cap space. Uh, the bigger part to this, I think, is the fact that it kept Ryan O'Reilly out of the Western Conference by the Wild stepping in and sending him to Toronto because Colorado was interested. There were a couple of other Western Conference teams currently in the playoff picture that were sniffing at that possibility as well. And so not only did the Wild get an asset, they also sent him to a team that uh, if they were to make the playoffs, they wouldn't have to face till the final. So there's something to be said about Bill Guerin just saying, we'll help you out, but uh, we, we kind of want to see this thing steered in a particular direction. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> he's an amazing, uh, you know, centerman. Uh, you know, he's a top-line center uh, on Toronto. He won't be, but... Uh, um, you know, he's a, he's the type of player that you win playoff games with. And that's why Kyle Dubas acquired him. Thank goodness. He's out of the Western conference. I mean, we saw when they won the Stanley cup, I mean, he just dominated, you know, and, uh, um, that, you know, that's, that's a heck of a pickup. Uh, you know, you, you mentioned it too. Uh, there was other Western conference teams that, that, that could have, you know, taken care of him. And so Bill Guerin, you know, that's why he made the move, you know, um, 
who cares? You know, I know people are very upset that, that they did this, but you know, he did it, you know, he just didn't do it. You know, he didn't do it for, for nothing. You know, they got an asset out of it. Um, and uh, the prospect uh, that they gave to Toronto, um, Pilar, um, is is not gonna you know he was not gonna get a contract um you know he's gonna re-enter the draft so um you know it, it's it's minimal you're only paying the rest of uh you know or a small portion of uh you know uh, O'Reilly's contract for the rest of the season um and heck he might re-sign with St. Louis so um yeah it's uh, yeah it's gonna you know be interesting to see what happens with that yeah if I recall. If I recall the exact number, it's the Wilder paying 25% of the pro-rated cap hit for the rest of the season right? for a fourth-round pick in 2025. And so it is the first move. The Wild have the opportunity to make plenty more because of how they have maneuvered the cap so far this season. They've got something like 11 or $12 million in space to do more of this. And I will say, if the Wilds go the broker route fully and don't necessarily add but make lateral moves at the trade deadline to maybe jettison a couple of players to open up roster spots, if they go the full broker route, they are going to get much better assets back than a fourth-round pick because I'll just throw out a name that I hadn't really considered before we hit record. Let's say the New Jersey Devils are looking to get into the Timo Meyer sweepstakes and aren't able to take on that entire salary. That would be an appealing one for the Wild to get involved on because it just seems like a logical fit for those two teams. Now, you mentioned Meyer is currently injured, which throws a little bit of a wrench into that. But those are the types of things where if you have guys on the last year of their deal, I know I had somebody on Twitter who said the Wild wouldn't be able to necessarily get involved in Eric Carlson. True, because he's got more than just this year, and so that gets complicated. But... Timo Meyer would be a perfect example. He's in the final year of his deal, $6 million cap hit. You eat a portion of that for a team like the Devils who really have a legit chance to go pretty far this year, you're going to get something nice in return for your efforts. And so buy, sell, broker is looking more and more like a very appealing option because that cap space is gone at the end of the season. So if you have it, you might as well use it and get some good things in return. Yeah, especially I know the the O'Reilly trade. Um, you know, it's not a draft pick for this year, but if they can get uh, picks for this summer, it'd be huge because this is one of the best drafts that's you know uh, that the NHL's going to have in, in in quite a while. Um, and so, um, like you said, they can get some future talent. You know, that can help in in the you know a couple future years but then when that talent is ready to go on top of a you know you know a team you know that uh or a prospect pool that the athletic um is saying is the is the best in the nhl you know watch out you know and uh um like you said too you know if they can um get some current players um off this team um involved in those trades too and open up spots for guys like marco rossi sammy walker 
you know, the list goes on and on of some of those guys down there in, in Iowa. And also we got Brock Faber going to sign here in a, in a couple months. Um, and so, yeah, it's exciting, uh, exciting time for, for the, for the future of the wild. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see, you know, if they make the playoffs too, what, what, you know, what happens with that. I can pretty much guarantee you it's, it's not even that hot of a take. It's, it's like a, room temperature water take is that that will not be the only move that the wild make between now and the trade deadline. There are going to be plenty of, there are going to be plenty of things that the wild are in on. They may not pull the trigger on all of them, but they're not going to just sit on their hands. There will be moves made and uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a situation I don't know that the Wild have really ever been in, but it's making the most of, of your situation. It's cap space that you're not going to have at the end of the season, so you might as well use it. Right, yeah, 100%. And um, like I said, um, you know, the future is extremely bright, and fans can't panic if, if they sell some players, um, too, because they have players in Iowa that can play in the NHL. They've, they've proven it. Um, you know, at least Sammy Walker has, but Marco Rossi does have NHL experience under his belt. Um, and so, um, you know, give the, give them a chance to, um, and we, we, you know, Adam Beckman has come up and they haven't lost with the, you know, the two games that he's played in. So when he's given some energy, um, and, uh, yeah, it's nice, nice to have that youthful, youthful presence in the lineup too. Sell high on Jordan Greenway. He, yes. he looked pretty good. Um, with Duhame and Freddie Goudreau. So, Billy, make that phone call. Get that done. Um, Busy week for the Wild coming up, including a uh, familiar face coming back to XL Energy Center on Tuesday and a chance to see quite literally the worst team in the Eastern Conference, not once, but twice. We'll take a look at the week ahead as we finish today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's sponsor of Locked on Wild is the official sportsbook partner of Locked on. That, of course, is FanDuel Sportsbook. And we have hit the midway point of the NBA season. And now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores to three-pointers drained. If you were betting on the wild game against the Predators, I hope you took the over because that was an easy cash, uh, although it did get a little dicey at the end. But that's just the tip of the iceberg. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA and LockedOn. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, go ahead and take a listen to Locked on Kings as the Los Angeles Kings come into town on Tuesday. Kevin Fiala returns 
to the XL Energy Center uh, with a Kings team coming in, playing some pretty good hockey, trying to keep their role going and keep their hold uh, in those top three spots in the Pacific Division. So Locked On NHL, uh, Locked On Kings, I should say, available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Seth Topol, Alex McLeddy finishing today's episode, and let's talk those Kings. They come in and uh, have been playing some pretty good hockey at this point in the season. They score a ton of goals. They give up a ton of goals. Um, and it's a team that is and 7-2-1 in their last 10. Kevin Fiala having a great season. Good offense. Dice roll on the defense. The goaltending, though. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix Copley, I mean, uh, you know, just a kind of an, uh, like a little unsung hero. Um, you know, he's a journeyman that's kind of bounced around the uh, minors in the NHL. And, uh, you know, they, uh, they needed another goalie because uh, Cal Peterson was ex- struggling extremely. Um, and so they call up uh, Phoenix Copley and, you know, he's been phenomenal and uh, kind of, push Jonathan quick to the side there, you know, quick played, uh, you know, the other night, uh, beating, uh, the coyotes and he almost blew it, but, uh, yeah, they, they are a fun team to watch because, um, you know, Rob Blake has started to really, uh, you know, rally some, uh, talent around the old guard, um, as he would say, the Kopitar's, uh, um, you know, Drew Doughty, uh, Jonathan quick, um, and, uh, you know, a guy that's having a phenomenal season is Adrian Kempe. Uh, yeah, he's just been on fire. Um, and Anze Kopitar has just been, you know, uh, uh, you know, just, you know, when you think of a future Hall of Famer, you think of that guy right there. Um, you know, he's done it all, won multiple cups. Um, just, uh, uh, you know, he plays the game the right way <laughs> you know he's he's a class act fun fun to watch um and you know they they they're some they're surprising teams i think it's same thing with the kraken um you know you think uh you know that you know these teams have been a pushover but not this season um and so yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see um how the crowd reacts with fiala um you know it's not, it's not his fault. You know, they, the wild just couldn't, couldn't pay him, you know? Um, and I'm sure if he had the choice, I'm sure he would, he would have resigned here if, if the money was, you know, uh, capable. Um, yeah. So, but he took, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the, one of the teams that really wanted them and they were able to afford them and it's been a home run for, for him. So, you know, we, we wish him well. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a Kings team that uh, had one of the most just unbelievable social media owns of the season <laughs> in the game against the Anaheim Ducks in which John Gibson came out to uh, to center ice, was ready to fight uh, his counterparts in that game, uh, Mr. Copley, and uh, they the Ducks said something to the effect of he doesn't want the smoke and the Kings responded with, he has more wins by himself than your team does as a whole this season. And just, <sighs> I was not ready for that. But um, good good work by the Kings to really seize the moment there. And, um, yeah, that's that's just the start of the week. But 
you look beyond that, and we've got a Blue Jacket sandwich. Two games against the Blue Jackets with a Toronto Maple Leafs game uh, sandwiched in between. <laughs> and so you get an opportunity to see a team that just really has not been able to put anything together this year. They're the worst team in the Eastern Conference. And even with the struggles that this team has had, the wild that is, in scoring, it's a goalie room that there really is no excuse to not put up a pretty decent amount of goals in the two games because I I was not prepared for the numbers when I looked at them, but they're they're not great. They're not great at all. No, no. I mean, you know, Merz Lincolns and Corpus Allo, I mean they've they've been, you know, in the NHL for for, for quite a bit and they have been solid um, goaltenders in the past, you know, I know, um, you know, they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, um, but it's, it's horrendous. And the, those are two games, you know, like we talked about in, in the, on the Western side of the teams that are uh, in the Bedard mix, Columbus is, is squarely uh, on the Eastern side in the, in the Bedard mix. And, um, you know, like we always talk about, you can't give a team, you know, hope, um, you know, and let them get an early goal um, because they do, even though they're struggling so much, they do have some talent uh, offensively in Johnny Goudreau and Patrick Line and Boone Jenner. Um, so, you know, those are guys that you have to still watch out for because um, I don't think individually they're, they're tanking, um, but, you know, maybe management, um, you know, not, not the players themselves, uh, you know, but, yeah, it's uh, it's one of those again weird squed, uh, scheduling quirks where, where you play them really close, um, you know, with another game in between, which is I don't get that. There are a few of those coming up. You've got the back to back against Calgary, which yeah, is that's a, gonna be intense. It's it's a back to back over the course of a full week, right? Like, yeah. I, I I don't get it, but. No. It does feel like, and I we we have saved this for the we've saved this for the teams it it applies to, but it feels like a couple of you really should definitely probably win uh, those two games against the uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets because oh yeah you've got the Toronto Maple Leafs on the road as well and Toronto just got Ryan O'Reilly he's playing second line center which means that. Um, it's just it's a deep lineup, and we saw what happened the last time these two teams squared off. That was at the X, a four three loss for the Wild. But uh, Toronto just a team that just peppers you with offense, and it's not going to be a game that the Wild can try to keep up with. It'll be another classic example of having to try to slow the tempo down and wear Toronto down. So that they have to adjust their style as opposed to the wild having to try to get into a track meet. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, Mitch Marner, John Tavares, Morgan Riley on the back end. I mean, it's, it, 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 you know, and then you add O'Reilly to the mix. Yeah, it's just, you know, Michael Bunting. You do the names go on and on. Um, you know, it's going to, 
it's going to have to be one of those uh, <laughs> uh, old school Jock Lemaire type games. You know, the first to two, you know, try your best. I mean, um, you know, Chicago, you know, beat them last night uh, somehow with a rookie goaltender. Um, so, uh, and, uh, and a rookie getting the game winner and Cole Gutman. Uh, so, uh, with with the Blackhawks and Patrick Kane getting uh, you know a hat trick, um, you know so you know that you take care of business starting Tuesday, you know starting starting to, you know tomorrow, um, you know because that you know that you know creates all the good momentum for the entire week if you can get that first game of the week going um, and keep keep the win streak going here um, and you know it all the, all the teams now. They won't. They won't say it publicly. Publicly, but they're scoreboard watching. They're 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 checking the NHL.com app and um, and Twitter and all their social medias. And uh, you know they they're hearing the pressure too. And you know this is you know it's a doggy dog world too. No one's gonna feel sorry. You know um, for injuries or back to backs or travel. Uh, this is <laughs> this is the time of the year where you know playoffs are on the line. And so. Yeah, it's gonna be intense. Uh, you know, these these games this past week. It just when they go to overtime, you just you you feel it. Uh, you know, even if you're not there at the games, you you feel it from watching on TV too. How intense it is. You know, some of the saves Gustafson made in in, in overtime and the shootout where it, like games could have gone either way. Uh, it was just intense. Yeah. So it was a, you know, fun week of, uh, of wild hockey. It's going to be another fun week here, uh, coming up too. Yeah. And even with the fact that the Nashville game didn't go to overtime, I was clenched after the, uh, after the predators tied it up at three. I was like, Oh oh boy, here we go again. Nashville point. Yeah. yeah, And (laughs) Brian Hartman's uh, chest, saves the day yeah thankfully the hockey gods said don't worry we just wanted to give you an opportunity to get super loud at the arena and i said okay (laughs) fair we'll we'll take that and thank you for giving us the two points and giving nashville zero so all in all a uh an exciting game fun to be there in person we'll uh we'll be doing more of that as the season unfolds uh as we continue to bring you as much wild coverage as we possibly can That will do it for today's episode. So now that your first listen is done, make sure you check out Locked on NHL. We're getting close to the trade deadline. Who's buying? Who's selling? Who is brokering? You can find all that out at Locked on NHL, which is available on all of your favorite podcast platforms, just like Locked on Wild. So follow us on YouTube. Subscribe wherever you listen. Follow us on social media. You'll find all sorts of content at all of those different places all throughout the week, plus pre- and post-game as we keep you up to date on all things Minnesota Wilds. We have new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked on Sports Podcast Network.